This is AIW President Matt Wadsworth, and you're listening to me right here on Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That troubles are all the same You wanna go where everybody knows your name You wanna go where you can see That troubles are all the same You wanna go where everybody knows your name And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers Where everybody knows your name And everybody's got a price This is Wrestling Cheers We like to talk about things on the Northeast style Independent wrestling scene we preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review episode for AIW 200th show, just simply titled 200. I am your host, I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. Like I said, this is a review for AIW's 200th, a.k.a. their 200th show. Told you who I am, and this week, we're going to go a little uh, bare bones. We're just going to have two people on. We have myself as one, and number two, we have Rick. Hey, how are you? Uh, how's it going? How was your uh, weekend? How was your experience at the show? I love the Akron venue. I, I don't know why. It's my just one of my favorite places to be. The uh, the Tadmore Shrine. It's so interesting that we get such a it's just a different cross section of people where you get yes. uh, all those Akron fans who come on in and and, you know, we don't usually see them. It's it's weird to look at the front row. And, you know, of course, I see see you up there in the front row and and, you know, the usual crew. But at the same time, like half of the ring front front row is all these different people so i don't know i like that venue i really really enjoy the the place and uh, of course brock outside slinging up the uh brisket before the uh show definitely helped out the uh morale on on a kind of chilly day i'll get to that in a minute but you know tadmore shrine checks off a lot of boxes for me parking is free there is ample amount of room to wait inside it can get a little crowded because it's not like a lot of lot of room but if you get there about an hour or so before the doors open, there's going to be plenty of room. It's just like when you get closer to doors opening, it gets a little more congested. Also, like the venue itself, there's a lot of seating. It's right now the only place where we have bleachers. So if you like bleacher seating, you miss bleacher seating. Bleacher seating is available. There's plenty of ringside space and Enough room, not as much, but like there's enough room for merch. I think at the Rubber City Con, there was a lot more that like wrestlers tried to use up as much space as they could for that. And granted, it being like such a long, much longer show, bringing in like some of the big guests, like that's always going to create like a long line, whether it was Harvey Race, Steamboat, this one with DiBiase. All in all, like there's a lot of like really, really good things that I love about this venue. And then we go back to, like, the parking. Yes, it's free. It's ample. And then we we did do the tailgate. 
you know, provided by Barack. On his birthday, he brought brisket and smoked macaroni and cheese. It was excellent. Um, I think, and I think the brisket went pretty quick. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was great. I mean, we had everybody out there. Fonzie came out, stopped by and said hello for a little while. Um, you know, smoking Jay's barbecue. That's his, uh, the, I guess the company name, you know, that he's doing all the catering under, uh, Jeff also, you know, nice little shout out to him. He, uh, had homemade chicken noodle soup that he brought, you know, thinking it was going to be a little bit of a chilly day, which, you know, it wasn't actually too bad, but mm-hmm. The, you know, the portable propane in the trunk of his tr- trunk of the car with the giant pot of soup. So that was a uh, definitely a nice, nice shout out to him for uh, for thinking of us. So, so much with that. And then this is something we talked about before recording. And it's something that I'm kind of maybe realizing, like, like this is the what's going to make these Akron shows really important to AIW. I understand the importance of getting like a lot of Cleveland shows in because, you know, that's where the like the core fan base is, and having another big reason why I like the Tadmore Shrine. It's literally twenty minutes from my house, and most of that is some like a uh, little bit minor traffic that I have to go through. But nor- it's like I get on Route Eight, Route Eight to Seventy Seven. I get off on Arlington, and boom, I'm there. It's like it's a very very easy drive for me. But while we were doing the whole tailgating thing, I happened to run into a friend of mine who's a part of my local Kent Browns backers. And they've been going to some other local shows that I that I do attend. So like I thought that was cool, but I never said anything to them about AIW. Not it's not like I'm embarrassed. It's just I think he's going to this other show. I don't know if he's going to want to pay the money for this better AIW show. And he did. And I think there there is a cross section of the fans that are that is are going to be Akron only. And maybe they get so into it that they go oh. Kevin Nash is going to be at the next show here in a couple weeks, Black Friday. Huh? I'm going to have to go to that show. And then they get hooked. So I know there's a lot of people out there that like don't like Akron shows for whatever reason, but it can turn out to be a really good thing. So I was really surprised to see him. And I, I always hope I see more and more friends at AIW. And then I don't know about you, Rick, but I try to try to tell a lot of my local friends about AIW when I, when I can. Like there was one friend a couple months back was really dogging WWE. Uh, he was really mad at a, at a pay-per-view ending shocker that never happens in WWE. That's sarcasm. And then <laughs> he was like, oh, I can't wait for a- for AEW to start up. And another dude, uh, a fellow friend of mine, also I was like, yeah, I can't wait for that too. It looks really good. And then I was just like, and the one dude is from, is well, he's not from, but he's living in Lakewood. I'm like, dude, like AIW, backyard for you. Like, well, when they were there more often, but Still, like, it's so close for you, and, like, what you would see in AEW, Joey Janela was in AIW. Britt Baker, who you would see in AEW, is in AIW, and so, so many more, and it's like, dude, don't sleep on this. This isn't the the shindy wrestling group that you see on Fox 8. Like, this is way better. Yeah, I find myself, when I do watch those shows, I I just annoy my wife when I say, Oh, you know what? Hey, I saw this match in AIW two years ago. You know, I saw this person in AIW three years ago. I saw this person two years ago or, or you know, last week you were just saying, uh, you know, Shayna Baszler, Mia Yim and all these folks, Britt Baker and and uh, Adam Cole, all these guys that are wearing belts on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever night of the week you watch wrestling. I think you can pretty much watch it any night of the week at this point, can't you? Yeah, like um, you can watch wrestling Monday through Friday now. 
yeah, it seems pretty confusing. And then if you want to watch, uh, you know, if you want to watch Corny Jim on YouTube, you can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's just, I mean, granted, like we're we're definitely preaching to the masses because or the we're preaching to the choir. That's what I, I meant to say. Because I mean, a lot of people who are listening to this have to know about AIW, and it's just some something that I know I I kind of go through. But having like someone that I know just kind of show up, and I don't know where he heard about it, or maybe it's because he started following a little bit more other companies that oh maybe he he was targeted on an ad, and he was like oh like Akron oh that's right down the road from the other wrestling I go to oh okay I'll go. Yeah, the world famous John Thorne Facebook ad. <laughs> but I like I know like the next day at Brownsbacker is like I was like talking about the show with him. Um someone who doesn't really obviously doesn't go, doesn't know a lot of people, didn't know who like Danhausen was and all this kind of stuff. So it was like him like explaining stuff to people and then I had to like fill in the blanks like, Okay, this this is Danhausen and this is blah blah blah. And I actually had one dude ask me, he was like, Oh, is it is that the company that that Johnny Gargano used to be with. And I was just like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, he was like, cause we were talking about Kevin Nash. He's like, oh yeah, I know Kevin Nash did something with them years ago. And I'm like, no, 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 different company. Johnny's yeah. been with, with two local companies. The one with Nash is no longer around, but also at the same time he was doing, he was doing AIW and it like, it's not necessarily the same thing, but it's still like Cleveland and like all this, other, like all this other history with them. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, you you don't normally do a lot of meet and greets, so this was this down your alley, or what would you do? It, yes and no. I yes, this was absolutely in my wheelhouse. Uh, I, I've talked about this with uh, I probably on here before, where I am late '80s into '90s. I'm one of those that grew up with you know uh, about I picked up about the time of WrestleMania two, you know, so I remember all the. The 80s cartoon characters kind of, you know, Million Dollar Man was way, way in my wheelhouse. At the same time, I have a very hard time standing in line for that long to meet anybody. So I just never got around to it. Um, you know, I get you get to intermission and it's nice and easy to go do it. But then I find myself talking to the local guys. And, you know, we, we had I was just telling you, we had, you know, Levi Everett was there and, and the world famous Mouse was there. You know, a bunch of guys that I wanted to meet that I've never met before. So I, I took that time to just say hi to those people and, uh, you know, touch base with, um, some different fans and, you know, you, you get to where you see those guys once a month or maybe once every two months. A lot of people, some people skip the, the bar bar Winchester shows, you know, people have jobs that require them to get up in the morning and that, you know, that's stupid. I don't know why anybody would want to do that. But <laughs> it kind of is what it is. So I did not, I know for a fact that you got a photo taken minimum the million dollar man how was that 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 was fun i think for me like what i wanted to do but i end up changing my mind on as just more of a financial thing is that i wanted to get either a carded hasbro of one of his one of his first two figures because i i always forget he has three because there was one that i think came out late and he's just in trunks and he punches but there's the two that are in the in the suit one's the black yeah. suit and the other one's the green suit I have, like, both of them loose, but, like, my favorite is the black. That's the one I had as a kid. And, like, I wanted to try to find, like, that on uh, Mint on Card. And, like, that runs about 150 bucks. Some people call me crazy for saying this. Like, that's not horrible. No, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm comparing that to the Atom Bomb. Like, Card, it is, like, two, three, four hundred bucks, depending. But either one of that or there was uh, another. It was a black suit, million-dollar man figure. I think it's... Shacks, 
probably, you know, I'm speaking foreign to you and I, I barely can speak it, but it's, uh, there's like a called entrance grates where it was like, it's a bigger figure. Oh yeah. But like he came in the, the black suit and I thought that was really cool, but that was still going to be about 50 and I'm just like, eh. and I just like said, fuck it. I did the, the $30 combo. So that means I, I get an eight by 10 cause I don't have anything to get signed. So I just, I just did that and did the picture and like, he's one of those dudes that, he was he was one of the be- great bad guys when I was a kid. Like I always put Owen re- and Jeff Jarrett really high up there because that's when was more in my wheelhouse. But like when I was way younger, like five six, like that's definitely like one of the biggest bad guys. And like I remember, I, I remember more with the Million Dollar Corporation and um, him bringing in Austin and then having his final appearance for many years was you know Savio Vega versus Stone Cold. You know, Indian strap match, oh, like yeah. I like uh, or Puerto Rican strap match. I think that might have been, but still, like like I, those are my memories. But like, it's still fun. He's still like f- watching some of his promos and like some of that stuff. Like he was so so good. I love the million dollar belt. And did you see that dude? We got we got to mention this. Came in with like six belts or something like that. I I saw quite a few. I I counted at least three million dollar belts. Now I don't know where you get them. I don't care where you get them. I'm not going to get one. But at the same time, I'm not a fan of belt belts, belt guy. I'm not a fan. But even I, when I saw a couple of people walking through with that million dollar belt, I'm like, you know what? That's a good looking belt. If I was going to be belt guy, that would probably be the one I would choose. I did see the person in question that had like six belts. Uh, I don't get it. But obviously it was something that he's just down with, you know, I guess good for him. Everybody, everybody has their weird thing. Like I know I'm sitting in my office with a bunch of like weird stuff that I kind of collect. But I think of like with that, like belts. It's like you're there's a lot of like there's a lot of belts and they aren't cheap. I mean, yeah, you can get quote cheap belts, and those are like more for kids. But if you want to get like a bigger heavy duty belt, like you're spending at a minimum of like four hundred bucks. Yeah, the only belt that I'm interested in. I was having this discussion with Stacy at the show <laughs> is the black craft belts. Yes. The tag team chant. The, I believe the main event was the yes. tag title holders. And then of course our, our dear friend, Matthew justice who uh, killed a man to win his black craft belt. And I, it, it, you know, if Matt justice or the main event is listening at this point, uh, you know, contact me because there, there's a deal that can be made to make you, <laughs> to to make you part with that piece of history of uh, maybe dubious history, I don't I don't know how you wanna how you wanna frame it, but uh, that certainly was the mania show that everybody was talking about from last year. Yeah. Oh, you, I I say that last year, but you know this this year, uh, whatever it is, what this, it is. This past, I I understand yeah, what this, you meant. Thank you for framing it correctly. <laughs> I'll openly say, like, I'm not a belt guy, but I do a one replica belt. But I don't know if that thing is ever. Well, I know it's going to leave my house eventually, but like, it's going to be a rare occasion. Yeah. Like, and it's the, I bought the Winged Eagle because I love that belt. Oh yeah. Like that's because that one's yeah. That's the Cadillac of belts. <laughs> I have uh the Winged Eagle costume belt that was out in the mid to late. That was more of a late '90s thing. Uh, yeah. I bought it off their store jobber at a show because I walked in, I like seen it, like I had it as a kid, but mine got messed up, and like it's literally sitting up or stand or posted above the doorway of my office, just kind of like on the wall, like it looks like I'm trying to show off a championship, but it's just a piece of shit. 
thin leather, thin plastic, but I don't know. Like that to me, that's memories. Um, hey, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, the, the like that belt dude, like having that fucking many, uh, like, like he got, I think for some reason he got let in early, but I think, I don't know if he stayed for the show. Like, I think he just got the shit signed and left. Oh, uh, maybe he just came in for the, uh, for the meet and greet. I, mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd be anxious to know how many of those belts he got signed. I think got all of them. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to bring a belt and not get it signed, right? I mean, if you are the okay, if you're going to bring, that's not my wheelhouse. If you're going to carry into a show that many belts, wouldn't you figure he would get it signed? Because I know people show up with like one belt, they don't get it signed. But when you're showing up with that man, like a stack, fucking stack, you're talking. Maybe the maybe the guy thought that he actually would have to defend them, so he was. You know, that way if he would lose two or three, he'd still be all right. I saw it early in the night, but I don't know if I saw it later on. There was a dude with a Money in the Bank briefcase. Oh, yeah. My son has one of those. He, My kid, I don't know, money bags or whatever. He's got a United States title that he just bought himself. And then he's got one of the hard, it's like a, like the, uh, reminds me of the IRS case. Mm-hmm. You know, that hard metal case. Like it's, that thing's legit. I mean, you could, uh, you could clock somebody with you <laughs> with it if you really wanted to. All right, we've, we've talked about a lot of the pre-show stuff and, and our special guest, Ted DiBiase, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, we start off the show with Wes Barkley versus CPA. I love me some CPA. I, I agree. I love me some CPA. And I've, I've completely 180'd on Wes Barkley. I love me some Wes Barkley. I was one of those people in the beginning. I hate this guy. I hate his family. I hate his fans. Uh I hate whatever city he came from. I freaking love Wes Barkley. Um, I don't think that he's the best wrestler that you're going to see, um, but he is one of the best guys at getting the crowd really, really riled up. I mean, almost to the point where he probably spends a little bit too much time interacting with the crowd. Uh, but there are a lot of people who have just absolute terrible, terrible vitriol towards Wes. They really want to see him get knocked around they want to see him get you know hurt if you you know you catch my air quotes through the old uh podcast machine but uh you know i was really happy to see cpa back um i think a lot of us were on the cpa train the guy's kind of got his little local legend status through you know all of his various escapades if you will but uh you know pretty pretty basic match and i mean i i tell you what just really really happy to see cpa um, I'll, I'll go on record and say it here for those who don't know about the whole CPA situation with the whole dumpster story. Now I'm not going to get into it exactly, no. but what I, what I will tell you, check out the podcast that he is on. It's called off the hop rope and it, it's a watch along podcast where him top shelf, Troy Nelson and smart Mark Sterling watch wrestling while drinking pairing it with a particular beer and they they get into other conversations before they get into a lot of that stuff of how their week was and maybe like because they will record some back to back to back so they they had that story and if you go to the september 5th episode um episode 66 when they pair budweiser with the bam bam versus lt from wrestlemania 11 um that gets that's kind of the pre-show thing that they that they go into and it fun episode mainly because they're also because they, they normally do craft beers but for this one 
going into football season, they pick obviously a football-related match, and they pick a football-related beer, Budweiser. And yep. uh, just throwing it out there for those who aren't who don't know, there was also episode seventy-three where they watched Edge versus Christian in a first blood match from Raw, or not Edge versus Christian, Edge versus Gangrel in a not first blood bloodbath match. And they drank Nosferatu from Great Lakes Brewing Company, and that was provided by myself, basically more from, kind of like from Wrestling Cheers, so it's kind of kind of cool to do that, maybe more of that coming soon. We'll see how Hell on Earth goes, but two episodes I would highly suggest, but definitely, if anything, that uh, episode 66, because he goes into the story himself, and they try not to... They try to. He does try to watch what he say. He did give me a peek behind the curtain and told me like what it was like recording all that. But they had to make sure I don't know nothing uh, would like come back and bite them in the ass, basically. Oh yeah. So if you want to get that story, check it out. Um, great show. CPA is great. Smart Mark Sterling's great. I don't know that much about Troy Nelson, but anyway, that's uh, let's back into yeah. Wes Barkley, man, was the Barkley Nation there? That uh, the. I the, I didn't see a member of the Barkley Nation. I saw quite a few members of the Bishop Brigade, but uh, I, the Barkley Nation has fallen off the face of the earth. Ah, uh, I think they they pick and choose. Yeah, wow. you, you're probably right. Wrestle Rager, I know, was a big Barkley Nation. <laughs> oh, that was a big Barkley Nation. It yeah. Was. So like they'll show up to like that. They'll show up a couple other ones, but maybe not the Akron shows anymore. Maybe not some other shows, but like that is where the Bishop Brigade picks up because of like where Joshua Bishop is from. Uh, but this was was a fun way to start off the show. Um, always great seeing CPA. He's begun to be a staple in AIW, and I I absolutely love it. Um, any thoughts or memories about the match? Uh, no, almost nothing. Um, it probably was the tailgate Miller Lights. So like a said Miller Lite can be a hell of a drug when you uh, <laughs> you don't usually I'm not much of a drinker I'm not uh, I'm pretty boring at 42 years old I'm not much of a drinker I'm certainly not an extracurricular activity guy um, I usually like to get there and and you know I was sent by Pam who was on her third ice cream Sunday by this point <laughs> and that's probably that's probably the the extent of of me um, I know it was pretty basic tons and tons of Barkley going after the crowd um, you know CPA uh, I was just happy to hear uh, Warrior probably, what, three times? I, you know, there's nothing better than Bang Bang, I am a warrior with a room full of people. Um, this is how I could tell, too, that uh, it was not a normal um, AIW crowd because generally when stuff like that happens, yeah, even just theme music, uh, theme music, uh, chants, things like that, if this was Odeon, that whole place you know explodes with Bang Bang, I am the warrior. And it was just kind of a muffled... You know, so a lot of folks that uh, probably had not seen CPA before were exposed to him. So I think that's uh, that's a great thing for, uh, you know, our friend from New York. I don't have as much memory about this either. I will throw this out, too. I I kind of stopped doing the Instagram videos mainly because some of these venues and in between my service provider of Sprint, like it just doesn't work of like sending out all these like little, little, little videos and it takes a while for Instagram to send them out. So while at the same time, while it's trying to get sent out and I'm trying to do tweets, it's just 
bogs down my phone like horribly. So what I've decided to do, and this was the first show that I did it from beginning to end, and some matches got it more than others, but I recorded just little videos. And I've compiled them all together. I'm going to throw them on YouTube in about a... I'm going to give it a little breathing room. Because there's one full segment that I have on here. Not a full match, but kind of a full segment. And I want that to... Br- I want a little bit of time to breathe. But I'll eventually throw that up on YouTube. Not as as much memories from this match. But it was a great opening opening bout. Uh, like you said, a CPA. Not a CPA, but uh, Wes Barkley. Kind of like going after the crowd a little bit. And... It kind of made sense. Like, soon as, like, this match was first, I was like, okay, I know what the main event is now because we're getting yeah. this, do- this done early. Yep. And it was uh, CPA who won uh, via pinfall. Oh, also, uh, no Caden at this show, so you got me ret- uh, tweeting results. So there's not going to be any moves because I have always been shitty at na- move names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just get it done. Yeah, just like, they won by pinfall. They won by submission. Referee stoppage. Count out. And then some of these, like I couldn't remember who pinned who, like for tag matches. Obviously, singles. Oh, yeah. I know who I know who pins who. A A pins B. But uh, anyway, next up we had a kind of a creative pro theme going on early on. VSK versus Danhausen. I'm. Uh, I know you're a huge Danhausen guy. Love that Danhausen. I don't know if you know and that. I'm. I maybe I'll take some flack. I am not as big of a Danhausen guy as the rest of y'all. Um, God bless you all. I, 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 I've seen the tequila spot. Uh, it was fun. The first couple times I saw it. Eh, okay. Spicy water. You know, it, it has, it's a bit of charm from, uh, the internet video with him and alley cat. Um, smart dude. I like Dan Housen a lot. Uh, uh, VSK we haven't seen. And this, here's your Caden lookup reference. I believe <laughs> the last time we saw VSK was 2016. Unless I'm incorrect, at Double Dare uh, with uh, the Oil Master, which so was could, three years ago, as of this yes. recording. Which, so you can you you can check me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's right. I actually asked VSK after the after the match. I said, uh, "Hey, so what's up? Uh, where's your massage oil?" And he just kind of stone just looked at me and said, "That portion of my life is over with. I've moved on." <laughs> so I know uh, VSK is in for Hell on Earth. So he did tell me that that he was going to be in. So kind of cool, um, you know, that he was able to get in. I think it was a probably a surprise to a lot of people that he went over on Dan Housen clean, especially with, you know, Derek standing right there at ringside. You know, the director did have the spicy water in his face. So I, I've never had the spicy water in my face. So I don't know, you know, if it's equivalent to the green mist or the, you know, the or the the orange mist or, or whatever, what it causes. But it probably causes temporary paralysis and blindness. Uh, I don't want to drink the spicy water, let alone have it <laughs> spat into my face. But um, surprised to me that VSK won. I was not upset about it, but I liked VSK. I was really, really happy to see him. So you just cut to the chase. VSK uh, pinned Danhausen. But a uh, thing that I'll throw out, yeah, he says that part of his life is over. But there was a couple points in the match that I don't know if you caught it. Like VSK was like trying to massage Danhausen. Well, you know, you go back to what you know. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's old habits die hard. Spicy water. So I've seen that. And yeah, like this had a lot of the maybe usual Danhausen spots, but I don't know. They're, I think that's what makes it fun. And also this is like a different market. Let's face it. People yeah, love that Danhausen. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying you should, you should not love that Danhausen, 
He just does not do as much for me as he does for some of you other Housens. Maybe maybe this will change your mind. You know who else is not really high on Dan Housen right now? Who's that? Ed from Pod Van Dam. Uh, you know what? Uh, the, the views of Ed do not necessarily reflect <laughs> the views of UXWA Entertainment. <laughs> I, uh, I, I like Dan House. I like the way he moves in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the, this match was incredibly entertaining. Uh, even Dan Housen's, uh, his facials and, uh, you know, some of the, the stuff that he says in the ring, I think is, is pretty hilarious. Um, I, you know, like, it's, you know, to each their own. It's, yeah. You know? I, I was thinking about this recently that I think Danhausen is one of the top three cr- like really creative people in independent wrestling. Him, Effie, and Warhorse, as in dudes who just took their character, n- made them stand out, and then went on the internet to help make them stand out way more. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, one hundred percent. So that's why I, I love that Danhausen. But yeah, it was uh, VSK one. Uh, Via pinfall. So we, we, according to our friend Rick here, he will be at Ring of Honor. I'm not Ring of Honor. It's uh, been a long day. Hell on Earth. Yeah, our, he'll our, be at Hell on Earth. I think Danhausen was your guy that was at Ring of, Ring of Honor. Yes, that's great save. That's what I was thinking about. Um, next up, we had Wheeler Yuta versus Zach Thomas. Thomas is a... Uh, I don't want to steal steal a phrase from someone else on the show, but like, he's been on a kind of a tear in, in AIW. But I don't know, like he's he's yet to have a real big moment, in my opinion. Like it's been like he's had some like pretty good matches, but like we're not saying, oh, Zach Thomas, like that's a future intense champion. Like it's coming up. Like he's going to get a title shot. It's kind of like not nah, great match, but nah, whatever. When when I see Zach Thomas come out, I think I always think the same thing. This is going to be a really good match. It's going to be intense. But I feel like there's a, a bit of a disconnect uh, with the audience and Zach Thomas. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's exactly what you just said, because there hasn't been that one you know, defining moment. When you think about a lot of guys, uh, you know, you think about Bishop or or, um, you know, or, or Dominic or, or the guys that are these, you know, AIW uh, creations, for lack of a better term. And you can think of like, you know, Dom and Bishop at Mania and and justice and and bishop and the you know the balcony and all these things zach thomas hasn't had that hasn't had that and maybe that's where a lot of us just are not connecting with him um that you know he had a great match with with eddie kingston uh i I forget if that was a four-way or how that thing started but it ended up being him and him and eddie and um i I, want to say four-way can uh including Bishop and Dom. Yes, yes, perfect. From yep, part of yeah, that was that was how that uh, how that thing started out, I, and I don't know why, but there there is a disconnect. I like that. I feel I always feel like the guy, you know, in a in a world where you kind of temper your expectations of what's really happening and how um, how genuine you know the the pain and suffering is in the ring. I always feel like he's just getting the crap knocked out of him, and he's not getting the crap out of somebody else. Like I completely believe that everything that's happening is just an insane fight in there, and I love that aspect of him. I just, you, you're probably right, and you, I think you said it best. He needs that just one defining moment. Uh, and Wheeler Yuta, you know, from from my portion of the crowd, everyone calling him Wheeler Cuda. So I, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he's got some. Uh, I think he's got some. Uh, 
some fans for a couple of different reasons around AIW. It's nice to have him back in. I don't remember a lot of particulars from the match because it just was one of those that I'm, I remember it being a good back and forth, but at the same time, I just, it's hard for me to remember because I just don't connect. So mm-hmm. I think another thing that might have hurt Zach Thomas, which it sounds really weird because it also helped improve him, and it's the simple music change because he changed it to uh, Kiss, which sounds very similar to a particular uh, Taz theme. <laughs> this is a war machine and even like the first time i heard it i was like oh my god like this is taz's theme like that's before he started using it so when yeah. he did start using it it's like oh and like there's people like when he comes out they they yell taz which i think was funny at first and i'm gonna be like all right like it's clearly not taz but maybe like the choice of theme because now everybody's thinking taz it's kind of or at least a portion of the audience is thinking taz it's really uh hindering the connection i do you say that I do remember the crowd when he came out really flat, or what it felt like was really flat. Now, part of it is, you know, maybe that that you know the different Akron people. But Zach Thomas has been on the show a few times there in Akron. So at this point, if you're a casual only go to Akron show kind of person, uh, you've seen him two or three times. I, I I wish I could put my finger on it, but I think you're I think you hit the nail 100 on the head. There's some kind of disconnect there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was Zach Thomas pinning Willie Huda for the win. Um, God, I don't have as many, many memories uh, of this match, but it's, it is kind of like what you said. It was Zach Thomas beating the shit out of Yuda and Yuda kind of beating the shit out of Zach Thomas. Yeah. But it was Zach. Yeah. But I, and I, I like the fact that I absolutely believe it. That, that makes me really happy. And I will say this, like, for a guy like Zach Thomas, he hasn't been in a match yet where it's or just announced for a match yet when you're like, oh my god, like I really don't want this match. It's like Zach Thomas versus Wheeler Yuta. Oh, okay, cool. That's going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, everybody he's been put in a match against, like, oh, like this is going to be good. Yeah, you say the guy does not have a bad match. I mean, he, you know, even outside of the AIW, I mean, the guys wrestled, you know, Twan, uh, you know, we've had him over at UXWA against Twan Tucker, and they just beat the living dog piss out of each other. You know, and it's he, the guy just does not do a bad job. He, but you know, there's there's something, and I man, I hope this is, I hope this next year is the year that he absolutely just turns the corner and and goes huge mega. Next up, we had Lee Moriarty versus Alex Shelley, and Lee Moriarty's another dude who's you know this is his his return to Akron since his his debut, and the dude is. For someone who just joined the company, who wasn't a trainee, this has been a great year for Lee. And I think getting this match was was absolutely awesome. And I think uh, he he got to show why he he should he should shine. Yeah, I, I think Lee's another one of these guys that's not going to be on the indies for that long. Uh, I think way back when we said with MJF, we said enjoy him while you can mm-hmm. because he's not going to be there for long. Um, you know, he's a young guy. Uh, but the fact that that he was matched up against Alex Shelley should say should tell you everything you need to know about the faith that uh, people have in this guy to, to just deliver. Um, I I love Lee Moriarty. I will openly admit the first time I saw him was in an AIW ring. I had heard of him before, but I had never seen him. Um, you know, outside of my little sheltered AIW, you know, bubble life. 
Uh, he's done nothing but impress that that match with, you know, Alex Shelley back and forth. And it, it kind of checked all the boxes. You know, it was a it was a technical uh, a technical wrestling match. It was, a uh, you know, the guys working body parts, the guys telling a story in addition to doing all the, uh, you know, the flips, flops and flies. You know, this this was to me this was the match of the night as far as uh, just enjoyment and me being completely encapsulated in the match. Not my match of the night, but okay. I'd probably put it at least in a top three, maybe top five. Um, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head too of uh, putting up Alex Shelley versus Lee like that kind of shows you like the last if I'm correct what the last Alex Shelley match in AIW was Janella. Yep, Janella is a guy who's in. Um, AEW now, and that's kind of a high caliber match for him. And uh, I've I saw Lee outside of AIW like maybe once or twice, and there was always something there. But I think the thing that I always throw out the fact that he was a dude who tried to do a lot of the seminars. Like you could tell, this was a dude that was like, I need to do what I can to get wherever I can to get better to get into a, a better promotion to a bigger promotion and i feel like with as many independent wrestlers that i know whether they be on a smaller scale or, or whatnot there's some of them that just don't do that and lee was just like no i'm gonna do it and i think that's that's really good that's one thing i will absolutely love about the dude and like outside of the ring he's he's pretty hilarious yeah he's i mean he's the dude's really really down to earth and yes i, I He's, he's got a big personality, the, the, and I like it when that carries over. You know, he's pretty much the 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 guy you see outside the ring is the guy you see inside the ring, just you know, turned up a little bit. You know, so I'm I'm a big fan of that. I know I use this comparison with a lot of people for different things, but I'm gonna throw the comparison when it comes to his personality and how humble he is. He reminds me a lot of Gargano, where yeah. I, I don't I've never heard Gargano say you know outside the ring how great he was he's just like now nah, like because he knew like where his issues were he knew where he could get better uh and it's just kind of like how lee is like have like talking to him um like it, it's it's always a great conversation i think he's very humble and if you were to compliment him to the most like i i i don't think he knows how to handle that but in a good way where it's just like you're he knows where he can get better he knows what he's what he's trying he's working on he he definitely appreciates it but he's He's determined. So he's, if he doesn't get picked up soon by an American company, I see him at least hitting Japan up. And I'm not talking about just like getting signed to New Japan. I'm talking about at least doing some tours over there because I think that's, I think he, he will be highly appreciated and loved over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, Unfortunately, though, it was Alex Shelley making Lee Moriarty tap to win. Yeah. Alex Shelley makes a lot of guys tap. No shame in that. Yeah. Now, here's my match of the night. We had Bitcoin Boys versus 40 Acres versus 2 Infinity and Beyond versus the debuting Bear Country. What were your thoughts on Bear Country? You like the uh you like the car crash there, do you, Mr. Summers? Yeah, th- this to me is a is a close second. Um I love the scramble style yes. of AIW where John has said it from time and time again on, on you know on their podcast that th- these guys just go balls to the wall. You know, this was not a eight guys stand on the ring, two guys are in, tag in and out. This was uh, an everywhere. 
And you you asked specifically about Bear Country. I've seen Bear Country on Beyond, uh, you know, Uncharted Territory, things like that on the various, you know, streaming networks and, and so forth. And I I've been impressed by them, but you don't realize how big imposing and intense these guys are until you like really see them up close in person uh at one point in time uh and and forgive me i'm terrible with the names uh the the bigger bear uh the the taller one i'm sorry the taller one yeah papa bear (laughs) no uh that's (laughs) went toe-to-toe with uh pb smooth and he looked every bit as big as pb smooth and we all know about you know pb seven foot savage style yeah. Uh, it, the, the, then those guys just throwing people around and, and chucking guys. Um, I hope we see them back. I have it on good authority. Uh, you and I were talking here. They will be back in AIW before the end of the year. So that'll be a, that'll be a, a nice return to see. I would love to see those guys matched up against PME or the production or, or, uh, I think we were talking about, uh, 40 acres, you know, AJ and, uh, AJ and PB taking on those guys, that would be mm-hmm. pretty sick. Uh, Mikey Montgomery breaking out the new uh, the new high flying moves with a little help of uh, referee Jake, um, and you know, and then the Duke was there, so that so that <laughs> happened. Yeah, that happened. Um, you, you called him Papa Bear. You're you're confused. Papa Bear is George Hallis. No. <laughs> yes, yes, and, uh, indeed. <laughs> he, he might be have been dead for close to thirty years now. Anyway, oh. um. <laughs> You had to make it sad. <laughs> Some people don't even know who I'm talking about, but oh, you yeah. do. That's all right. Um, uh, I think the tall one, and this is going to be really easy for everybody to remember, is Bear Beefcake. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Gosh darn it. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, the other one is named Bear Bronson. Um, I don't, unfortunately, I don't get enough time to watch a lot of the Beyond stuff, especially like the past month. I've been, I was doing a lot more horror movies and like really outside of AIW and Southern Underground Pro, I don't watch much other wrestling. Like I, I'll sure. st- I'll stay in tune to like hearing about like names and what's going on and like all the various companies. So I, I I'd somewhat heard of Bear Country, but hadn't seen them. And then obviously they're from Creative Pro. Like I've, I've openly said this. I said this in the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast uh, Facebook group that we have through Patreon that I'm an unofficial. Create a pro fan because everybody they bring from Create a Pro to AIW, I like. Yep. And like I think the Absolutely. I think these two are just another great, great example. And I, I hope they come back. I really do. Then the match that yeah, I want to see is the as a friend of the show, Charlie Butters, said at the show he wanted to see a singles tag match between 40 acres and uh, bear country. And I was like, okay, you want a regular tag match because a singles tag match is an oxymoron. And like, we were, we we're kind of like laughing about that, but yeah, that's God, God, that's gotta be a, a match soon. That's gotta be a match. Like, I don't know how many other big tag teams like that size. I'm not talking about big as like big name. I'm talking about stature. Like you get in. The oh yeah. Size. Yeah. You get in freaking AJ gray and PB smooth versus bear country like who what other teams could you add to that match to where just like oh my god we're getting like a battle like i know we can get some but god i mean and the side note this is why i think guys like brad Ison and o'shea edwards could kill it kill it in aiw and oh if you want a tag team and i've heard people uh, like besides myself that wants this dude put twan and manders together 
Well, anything's possible, right? Like and like you, that's the that's the only team I could think of right now you could throw into that match, and like it's just like oh my god, you just you just made it better. You had any other team like no even the tag titles. No offense, PME, but like like you're just talking about just I don't know how just three four I mean four big motherfuckers. Like who else can you add to that that makes it even better? Maybe the Duke, <laughs> but. I th- yeah I thoroughly love this match and yeah it's kind of yeah it's the car crash but it's it's how scramble matches get and w- when I'm I'm taking video like segments like these are the matches that I can literally pick any thirty seconds and something crazy is going on yep just yeah it's uh, and everybody I, getting everything in and I think I got a lot of footage from this match and you you'd mentioned like oh this wasn't going to be a match where you know you know you had uh, you know, six people on the outside and two people on the ins like inside the ring and you know, all these texts. There was a brief moment, and I don't even know how long it lasted, where it was like actually there were the teams were on the outside and two people were wrestling, but it didn't last long. Oh, no, even was- even even when that happened, I was like, oh yeah, that's that's how this match is supposed to be. But nope, didn't didn't fucking last. And oh, it was so much fun. I loved it. No, no, we we are big fans of the relaxed rules here in AIW. <laughs> And uh, surprisingly, to some Bitcoin points, Bitcoin boys uh, got the win. Be a pinfall. Yeah. Bitcoin boys with the Z, the uh, you know opportunistic, as the Duke will teach, as the Duke will teach uh, the young folks to be. Just stick and move, and wait for your opportunity, and you know win if you can, and what always cheat. God damn it, Duke. <laughs> and. It was at this point of the night, you know, Duke kind of got in the ring, talked shit to Thorne about how, you know, PME, uh, PME needs to put up those titles against Bitcoin boys. Like, you know, they've earned it. The Bitcoin boys are undefeated and they deserve a shot. And of course, kind of know how some of these shows go. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase's music hits. He comes out. Uh, I'll try to summarize it the best I can. We didn't tweet about this only because I was getting the full video. And that will be in the YouTube video, long as nobody tells me not to post it. But it's not, a, I don't think it's a big deal. No, um, you're fine. So, Teddy Biasi comes out, and you know, you got a moment where Duke's kind of, you know, kissing Ted's ass a little bit, and yeah, t- Ted's not really having any of it. Then Duke says, like, yeah, we're, I'm done with the fake compliments now. And it started to be this, like, almost turned into a fight. Um, Duke. Pulled out a hundred dollar bill for something. Don't remember what exactly, but you know, Ted kept saying, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Duke starts to walk away a little bit, tries to to hit Ted, and then you know, uh, Teddy Biasi gets a couple shots in, and that's also at the same time people might not have noticed. PME came out and pulled the Bitcoin boys out of the ring, and then next thing you know, he's in the million. Uh, the Duke is in the million dollar dream, and then Teddy Biasi takes the hundred dollar bill out. Puts it in the Duke's mouth and then says, "Never mind, you're not worth the hundred dollars." And that's how we went in intermission. Like, did I, did I get that pretty good? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I just want to know where that hundred dollar bill went to. Who snagged that bad boy backstage? CPA, <laughs> probably. When uh, when I bought a, well, a couple beers for it. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, that's where we went into intermission, and then uh, that's I guess where we'll. Go to commercial break. After this, we'll be right back. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. And coming back from intermission, we had the third but fourth, if you consider UXWA, Big Twan Tucker versus the one called Manders. Yeah, the, the the rubber match and the rubber city will uh will take the UXWA match out of canon, if you will, and 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 say it never happened. Tuan did uh, get the win in that one. Uh, you know, for, for those of you scoring at home, uh, this is everything we could have hoped for. Uh, you know, I thought it was as good as their other matches, and two big guys beating the crap out of each other. I don't know what else you you say about it. I I don't have a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of breakdown to do about it. Yeah. Um. Personally, I like having UXWA and Cannon there. So, ex- yeah, like I know the whole like oh rubber match in the Rubber City, cool hook, but like UXWA is kind of treated like the developmental. Yeah, and pe- people hate accurate. it when people hate it when WWE doesn't count the stuff that happens in NXT. So yeah, that's true. We yeah, I don't have any problems with uh, I don't have any problems with um, well, we certainly don't have a problem trying out things that maybe you'll see later on in. Uh, you know, with the with the main company, if you will, I guess. Uh, I we got Manders, and he was just starting to come in. I think we we have we might have had Manders before even the first time he was in AIW. It was almost yes. like um, it was almost like I don't want to say a tryout because that's not that's not accurate. But uh, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, kind of a dress rehearsal. You know him. Uh, I'm out there to see, hey, what can you do against this big guy? And, I, man, they delivered over there, too. I think all three of their matches in AIW have been, I mean, easily, you know, on par with each other. I, I, these, I don't know what you expect. These guys are huge, and they just beat the living, you know, crap out of each other. You know, it's, it's a pretty simple, but it's a, a really effective formula. I think the, the worst match they had together was the first one in AIW, mainly because of how that had the potential of ending. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But but I okay. think Manders has learned from that situation. And I, I, I mean, I don't know, but I don't think there was any type of situation like that in the other two. So, no. hey, you know, you know, shit happens. But yeah, it's it's just these two beating the shit out of each other. And it's one of those things. It's it is really hard to comment on a lot of the stuff. But that's why I love Manders. That's why I love Big Tuan. And uh, it was actually announced tonight that, you know, tonight of this recording that Southern Underground Pro has got another show in December. And I believe it's uh, December 21st. Big Twan Tucker is going to be making his Southern Underground Pro debut against Jaden Newman. And in Southern Underground Pro, there's kind of a feud right now between Manders and Newman. Um, You can check out their shows to get more of the story. We're not going to, like, deep dive into that. But huge shout out to uh big twan tucker that's that's awesome i i love it when anybody from southern underground pro comes up here and vice versa when anybody from aiw goes down there so big twan is going to fucking tear it up i'm pumped for the dude newman (laughs) 
Jaden knew. Uh, yeah, Big Twan Tucker got the win, so uh, you can say he won uh, the feud. Two to yeah, one. won the series. Two to one. Um, I have no idea if we'll ever see Manders back again, but like we have the potential in AIW. And I say we like I'm fucking John Thorne or something, but like there could be a legitimate Haas division. Like that belt, I mean that belt, that boot can be defended dear, nearly every month because there are so, there's somebody that qualifies. And yeah, can you imagine the scramble that that thing that they could put together for that thing? Uh, they haven't had a Haas scramble in a while, but good lord, like you could have some fun and right there, like that's two people that could potentially be Haas. Maybe the it's been almost. What, two years since he's held that the Duke's held that boot and hasn't defended it once. No, I think the Duke. Uh, I think the Duke has a little bit of a pull, a little bit of stroke money talks, and I think that's the only reason he's still holding on to that belt. Well, that boot, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, Big Twan Tucker won, so I hope we see more. But we'll we will see. Next up, we had the AIW Tag Team Championships on the line. PME versus Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham and professional Parker Pierce. And before the match, there was a tsunami of toilet paper. I loved it. Even though there were people like in the back row of the bleachers trying to throw it. As soon as I seen it with them, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to make it. That's no way in hell. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, weird me sitting fifth row for this one. Trying to launch uh, cheap discount toilet paper. I'm not, you know, not the good stuff. We we don't waste the good stuff. But trying to throw the uh, the lightweight garbage toilet paper it just was not happening from even the fifth row, let alone the bleachers. A uh, huge shout out to Dollar Tree. <laughs> there, uh, that's where I bought. I bought uh, four packs, and I think there were some other people that bought some other packs too, which was great. But having that venue so close to a Dollar Tree. Like before, I I went to the venue. I ran in there real quick and bought you know bought the no I bought five yeah and it's like five I spent like five dollars and some change not terrible I'm not going out there spending like twenty thirty bucks on you know toilet paper that's you know I'm not going to actually use so I felt felt fine using the, spending the five bucks oh yeah yeah single ply actually I think it was double ply oh I don't right. th- I don't think they. Ha- I don't think as many places sell single ply anymore. I don't know where you have to go to find single ply besides any public restroom because those that's what they have there. Yeah, I, I keep wanting to get a case of those industrial rolls, you know, tossing the ones in ah, there that, ah, that are the size of hubcaps. I think it would be funny just one time. Yes. <laughs> well, I've thought about doing it because he, he's talked, I think he's talked about before, like he uses wipes. And I wanted to like take a you know one thing of wipes <laughs> like as everybody's throwing in toilet paper, I just throw in a thing of wipes. Yep, I'm down. Um, this this was a fun match, and we almost saw Doctor Dan's death. <sighs> Doctor, yeah, Doctor Death Match showed up. Yeah, a little ugly. Um, and actually, I didn't even catch it. Like I had to go back and watch a video because I happened to like be looking away at the moment, and it went right through a fucking table, ringside. Yeah, fucking nuts. Hey, this was not. Um... So it's not one of my favorite matches on the night. I thought it was a little sloppy. Um, just looked like, you know, they were just off, you know. Uh, I don't know if it's, you know, Parker, a little rusty. He really hasn't been in an AIW ring that much recently. Um, yeah, you know, Philly and Marino look good. They always they always look good. I just I felt that Parker and Dan were just a little off, maybe as a team. Um, I love Philly Collins breaking out the money shot. I thought that was pretty uh, 
pretty fantastic. Um, that's really, and you know, of course, Dr. Dan going through the table, uh, it, it sounded awful when he hit it. Did you know, you heard the table crack and just then the, the concrete floor, um, you know, he's still walking around. Dr. Dan's a say what you want about Dr. Deathmatch, but he is a, uh, he's a tough guy. Yeah. Other than that, I, I don't have, I don't have much to say, but it was, you know, PME, you know, retained via pinfall. So the PME era continues in AIW. Next up, we had, I mean, whew, next three matches are rough one way or another. We have Eric Stevens versus Matt Justice for the AIW Intense Championship. And we got to mention Matt Justice looking for Stacy. He was did, looking for Stacy. Did a full lap around the ring and then was like, where, where is he? And I, I don't know, I was pointing towards him. And uh, I, I don't know whether Matt's seen this or not, but in, instead he picked a corner of the audience and he he did two attempts. First one wasn't as successful, wasn't as certain. No. There was more people than just Stacy. Granted, he wasn't yeah. in this, but I'm saying there was at least more people than just one. I think yep. they fell the first time and they were a little bit better the second time. Yeah, he did see Stacy. Uh, after a couple of laps, he came over to the corner, and Stacy was sitting on the uh, aisle seat of the fifth row right beside us. So they did make eye contact, and Matt pointed at him. Stacy gave him the, you know, hey, I'm sorry, what am I, What are you going to do? <laughs> so, uh, you know, somebody, you know, was take a Matt Justice home night at the stadium. So Matt tried to jump into the crowd a couple times, but no, there were no takers. He, uh, he needs to get Stacy those comps. Yeah, Get him like absolutely. A corner seat comp. Make sure he's always there. Yeah, stick those reserve seats on there. Um, God, this match was nuts. This uh, this went everywhere for a while. And this was a match that a lot of the action was in the crowd by me. Uh, guard railing coming, crashing in at us. Uh, There's also a moment that uh, friend of the show, Jared J. Hawk Hawkins, who is a part of Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling with Charlie Butters, he came to the show dressed as Bill Alfonso, and there was a a whistle off for a, a <laughs> portion of the match between Bill Alfonso and Jared. So that that was kind of fun to see. Yeah, I did. There was a lot of this match I did not see because it was right down there in front of you. And from where I was at in the in the uh, cheap seats, I I couldn't see the uh, the outside of the the ring. You can just. Uh, it, it's so odd when you go to these these and all you can just hear is you hear the impact of something on the floor or something breaking or those metal railings. You know something just something bad happened, but you didn't get to see it. So, and they, you know, they took it back in the ring and then as Matt Justice will do, started to break things. And, uh, you know, Eric Stevens says he's, you know, got what, six, eight months left and he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad he's going to be around for a while. I think um Thorne said on the AIW podcast that he's got Eric booked for a lot of the beginning of next year. I really like Eric Stevens and I, it sucks. I suck for not knowing that much about Eric Stevens until, you know, his time in AIW. So, you know, it's one of those things it's like you can't keep track of everybody, but at the same time, you're like, man, I wish I would have known, you know, if somebody would have hooked me up on this one, I wish I would have known more about this guy, but I plan on enjoying his uh, his work until he's uh, he's done with the business. I think I've said it before that I enjoy him a lot for his Twitter stuff, but there's even yes. a lot of his Twitter stuff that I disagree with, and I will go back and forth with him, but I, nothing ever serious. Like, he doesn't like dots. 
like to him, like that's the worst. He likes candy corn more than dots. And for me, and the conversation came a lot over the last past week on Twitter, um, for others, people that agree with him that, you know, it's, it's garbage. Like they, that dots are bad, but like, I don't know. Just, I don't fuck, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Dot, dots are trash. No, no. Dots are great. <laughs> dots are trash. Fantastic. They're, they're, they're gumdrops. What are they like gumdrops? That's, yeah, that's, a, that's an old candy. Like when you, when you, when you call them dots, it's like, okay, that, that sounds modern, but they're like, they're gumdrops. That ages it like literally a century. Yeah. But I love them. But I don't like candy corn. I think candy corn's garbage. No, candy corn's candy corn's trash. In the in the words of uh, the great Lewis Black, it's not candy and it's not corn. <laughs> it's not candy and it's not corn. Um. But yeah, like I'll I'll have fun with a lot of his his takes. And there's, I mean, granted, there's a lot that I agree with, but there's a lot that I'm like, yeah, maybe not so much. But he's he's still a fun fun dude. Like I actually brought dots, and I I didn't know how it was gonna uh, was gonna be taken. Whenever he got announced in the ring, I almost like threw in the box, like granted not opened and still in the plastic wrap. So like it wouldn't get anywhere. Like I was just going to like throw it in the ring instead of throwing like a streamer. Cause we haven't even done that anymore. Like that's fate. Thank God that's faded away. Yeah. But I, th- I thought that'd be a fun joke, but I'm like, nah, I don't want to get banned. So yeah, I, ju- I just yeah. jokingly like tried to give it to him. Uh, yeah. It, uh, kind of, kind of figured this was going to happen. Matt justice, uh, retained via pinfall. This is just a, just a, dominance of Matt Justice, you know. Yeah, Matt Justice after winning is the title back. Yeah. So still AW intense champion. Let's move on to right before the main event, you know, get, getting kind of a high spot on the card, Trey Lamar versus Eddie Kingston. This match is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Trey yeah. Lamar getting his ass whooped and then Eddie talking shit to the crowd. Oh my god. Or just not to the crowd. It's not Wes Barkley. I'm going to talk shit about everybody. It's Eddie Kingston. Oh, you talk shit at me. I'm going to talk shit at you. Eddie picks people. Mm-hmm. He picks, but he, like he's knew exactly where and God, credit Eddie Kingston. He knew exactly where Trey Lamar's mom was when he walked out through, through the curtain. He knew that was Trey Lamar's mom sitting right up there in the bleachers. So he was able to point right at her. Go right at, you know, I'm, I'm going to kick your son's ass or whatever, you know, whatever <laughs> colloquialism that, that Eddie decided to put on that. And then people starting to run their lips at, at Eddie. And I, I always wonder how much of Eddie Kingston in the ring when he starts to talk to the fans, how much is legit and how much is just Eddie being a character. And I I think I've convinced myself that it's more Eddie being legit now than Eddie being a character. Like he would happily come out to the crowd and, and, you know, smack your teeth down your throat if you, uh, if you got in his way. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. I think there's a lot of, I think Eddie's Eddie. I don't know if there's such a thing as a, I don't want to say, well, maybe I'm just talking random words right now. Pretty much collecting all my thoughts. There's a part of me that thinks what we see in the ring with Eddie is Eddie. But then again, there's, I think Eddie can be, if you've heard him on the right podcast or whatever, where he's this, he's this nice guy, but there's this really thick New York persona around him where I think maybe that he knows when to turn it on. He knows when he, he needs to be that Eddie Kingston. Like, absolutely. I don't, I don't think Eddie would fight anybody for no reason. But I bet you if someone ever jumped that guardrail to test Eddie, he would beat the shit out of him. Oh, it would be like a day at the, it would be a, 
a day at the zoo for him. He would have such a great time. Yeah. He really would. And yeah, like I said, this match is exactly what I thought it was. Eddie Kingston won one via pinfall, beat the shit out of Trey Lamar. Yeah, multiple spinning back fists, and and he got the win from there. Let's move on to the main event: Joshua Bishop versus Nick Fucking Gage. The the I've said it before: the rise of Joshua Bishop over the past couple of years is just mesmerizing. Of just how far he's come, and now. Getting to being in the main event, granted, some could say it's like, well, because he's from the area, from Canton, and so that's why he got in there. But still, I think this match could main event any AIW show, and no one would go, well, it's because, no, it's because of Joshua Bishop, it's because of Nick fucking Gage, it's because these two motherfuckers were going to go crazy. Yeah, I think it's just a it, just a nice coincidence that Bishop's from the area and, you know, happened to be wrestling Gage that it went on last um if it was you know if we were back up in cleveland at the odeon or whatever that's this that's still a main event match hey you know nobody's ever going to complain if gage is in the main event and and certainly bishop has gotten to the point where he has proved that he he belongs there you know these two guys it was the first time i've ever been that far back in the crowd and i think i said to whoever i was sitting with like hey we might actually get to see part of this you know if they decide to do the the lap you know the circle out of the ring and through the crowd we actually might get to be a part of this for a change. <laughs> and, you know, sure enough, without fail, they come back in the back and, you know, using the chairs and throwing each other around and friggin' Bishop proving that he's just an insane, crazy person when, you know, busts Gage open and, you know, bites the head, tastes the blood of Gage. Oh, just God. an awful visual that, that doesn't need to happen ever again. But at the same time, Bishop's, uh, Bishop has turned into a different guy. You know, the nicest guy ever outside the ring. But there's, you know, when he gets in the ring, there's there's a little bit of a screw loose now. You know, I, I'm on the train that I happen to think that this guy is is uh, is going to win the title at, uh, you know, at Hell on Earth. And I think this was just like his his tune up match, uh, a, a clean win for, you know, over Nick Gage, basically, um, you know, as clean as it can be with all the toys and, and Wes Barkley. And uh, how did you did you enjoy West Berkeley being destroyed by Nick Gage a couple of times? <laughs> uh, I think I got some pretty good video of that. Uh, I mean, I like Wes. I like I like everybody in this match, yeah, but uh, it was unexpected. You would figure with the numbers game, you know, Nick Gage is going to suffer a little bit more. But no, well, Wes still got still got his moments. I think the thing that I like too, there was the moment where you know Bishop was going for the win, and Wes was like, "Hey, let me give him a watch," and Josh was like, "What?" <laughs> Like, watch. I'm going for the win. Like, let me win and then get your watch. What the fuck are you thinking? You know, when you get Gage down, you got to take the you got to take the advantage, take the opportunity. And I think that was before um, the one chair spot yeah. where uh, where Gage planted uh, planted him through a couple of uh, chairs. Yeah, and then the uh, Gage starting to get chairs from the crowd. Those are event chairs. We can't use those. You don't want to break event. Yeah, uh, you don't want to break the uh, the chairs of the venue. I I tried to but. start a thrift store jobber chant for that, mainly because like <laughs> thrift store jobber got thrown out of a show for throwing an event chair, and here well, like, just one chair too, and it was a plastic chair. I mean, come on. Yeah, and like I think there was two thrown in, and like they were thrown over Steve's head, and like Steve was like smiling, laughing. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I counted like five, but or maybe it was I don't remember. 
I, there were a lot of them. I just remember thinking, like, what the fuck? What are we doing? What? And then, like, Joe was, like, making his way. Like, stop it. Stop it. Gotta stop doing that. But uh, this match was crazy. And, like, like you've said, uh, th- th- I think this is a lot. For some reason for me, yeah, they went out in the crowd. But you know what other match went out in the crowd? Stevens and Justice. But mm-hmm. yep. they felt different. Like, they handled them slightly different. So I was like, great, we're going through the crowd again. It was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, did you have that feeling? Yeah, yeah. It, the, um, I always expect gauge a gauge match to end up somewhere in the crowd where everybody it's like a weird immersive experience where you know, like everybody it's like, it's like hey okay here's here's gauge everybody get an up close look okay he's on to the next thing he's on to the next thing uh where it's like calculated and I, I i i use this phrase like a deliberate violence like a lot of times gauge will do it's not nonstop things, but it's like where he builds to just a deliberate, violent act. You know, like it's it's not a typical walk and brawl. It's like, you know, they'll go 10 or 15 feet to get that chair, to set that chair up, to do something specific. Whereas Eric Stevens and um, Justice, they, they wouldn't go two feet without just beating the crap out of each other. So it was a, you know, it was a different, uh, different tempo, different. It did have a different feel to it. It was Joshua Bishop hitting nick gage for the win so we have joshua bishop going into hell on earth for the absolute championship beating a former champion nick fucking gage and i mean it's not just any champion it's nick gage yeah it's the biggest win of his career side note something that i've been meaning to ask here on the podcast and something that i've been thinking about where the fuck is donst i i don't know I don't know. He's another one of those guys that you never know when he might pop up to cause to cause trouble. Exactly. Uh, uh, the thing that I always said about him, like he was a dude that was just always on every single show. And I think it's what got people to sour on him. And then after he lost to Gage, he went, I don't know how many months where he was at shows, but he just wasn't advertised. Yeah. So, so it came to be a thing where like you kind of expected him to be there and he was. Now we're to a point where where the fuck is Donst? Soon as you forget about him, that's when he'll show back up. He's. I'm curious what the crowd reaction will be. I yeah. might pop for someone who's considered to be a Donst hater. I might pop if we we get a Donst version of Nick Gage to where we get to the end of a match. Whoever wins wins, but their music doesn't hit. It's Donst music like that. I don't know. That might pop me. That might get me really interested. Yeah. I I would be. I would be down. I'd, I'd be down to see him come back to uh, even wrestle justice for the uh, intense title again. Ooh, I'm that, a fan. That would be a great Hell on Earth rematch for sure. So uh, that was that was uh, the show. How'd you, how'd you feel about uh, 200? Uh, it, it was a good show. I mean, top to bottom. Uh, yeah, there weren't really any slow spots in it. Uh, some you know you, you phrasing whatever you want to use the popcorn match you know the the piss match or whatever I I was pretty engaged I felt the second half was a little a uh, little slower than the first half and I, I I don't know why um not that there was anything wrong with any of the matches just some of the cleanup probably when you start to get the doors and the tables and the chairs and everything then it, it to me it kind of ruins the flow when you got to clean that stuff up for multiple minutes but that's just i mean that's as nitpicky as nitpicky can be um i like we talked about the beginning i love that venue that's a such a great venue you can get uh get anything you want you get decent food you can get beer you can get uh 
you know, drinks and brownie Sunday. So it's not like there's, you don't want for anything in that place. It's um great, you know, temperature controlled. It's an easy outside, you know, there's been a lot of venues that have just been uncomfortable and bad to watch a, a big show. And I, even back, uh, you know, absolution a couple of years ago when it's 90 degrees in the building. And, uh, you know, this one, you know, you, there's nothing nitpicky about the atmosphere, about the, the building. And I, I thought it was a, a solid show. Um, I don't think it was one of the, the best shows I've ever seen, but at the same time, it was, um, I mean, definitely a high quality AIW show. It's definitely up there. Uh, I don't, I don't know how it would compare to the rest of the Akron shows. Cause I figured that's kind of, kind of equal billing for it of like something that could be comparable, but I have a lot of fun with a lot of these shows and AIW does something that not a lot of companies do. And it's something I know Thorne has stressed for years. And it's really true about how a lot of fans don't want to be there for the journey. Like it was cool. Like for like when I was around for a lot of Gargano, cause Gargano was big, but who wanted to be there when, you know, he was, within his first year of wrestling and he was only wrestling probably like Cleveland and maybe Pittsburgh. And I think there's a lot of wrestlers out there that in AIW that we've watched start at that kind of point. Like look at Bishop. I remember that first match. I remember when he was just getting his feet wet and now he's gotten bigger and bigger. And the same thing with Dom. Like I remember, you know, Dom debuting at Tequila Jacks. Yeah. I remember Uh, them trying out like, oh, we're going to do the MMA thing or he's going to get like this entourage and everything and we'll do all this stuff, which was great. And that's how we started off. I think he, the other wrestler that debuted on that show was Gary the King Baller. Yep, absolutely. Gary the Lawyer Baller. <laughs> uh, I would love to see him back, but uh, so it doesn't sound like that's that likely. But Yeah, we'll see what we can talk him into. But still, like watching some of these dudes and like looking at that card. I mean, yeah, you have your, you know, you have your Eddie's and... Uh, some of your other, I don't know, Eddie's one of the bigger, uh, Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley's your biggest name on the card. And, yeah. And then you got Eddie, but there's a lot of, you know, Lee Moriarty m- making his way up. Zach Thomas being AIW student. PME, m- more Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, not just through AIW, but, you know, they've been working on it for years. And it's still a lot of people who are striving and to become bigger names. Yeah, that was not a big name card. That was a homegrown card the the matches if you can think of a match that wasn't a you know a, an aiw student that was prominently featured uh i mean even lee moriarty was uh the tryout you know he, he came through specifically to try to get into aiw but you know you had bishop in the main event you had trey lamar with uh you know a huge role like you said you know pme actually all four in that match pma parker and and uh, dan, yeah. and dan and I'm, I'm, what else am I missing? Oh, uh, Justice and Stevens, uh, you know, and Justice has been around forever and Stevens has been around forever, but Justice basically has kind of made his home, you know, the, the you know, the Cleveland area is, 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 is his home and the, and AIW is pretty much his, his home promotion. So I, I think, you, man, once again, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. It's, uh, it was, that was a homegrown show. That was a mm-hmm. taking your talents on the road to a different market to see how you would stack up. I, I thought it was in, I thought that in Cleveland, that was a solid, you know, B, B plus show. I think in Akron, it was an A show, mm-hmm. you know, just, it's, you know, five stars in the Tokyo Dome or, or whatever the, the joke is. I'm like, even like going through, going through the card real quick. I mean, match number one had Wes Barkley, CPA, 
being Create a Pro where we seem to be borrowing a lot from them lately. Next match, VSK and Danhausen. VSK being Create a Pro. Danhausen, a dude who's who's on his way up and, ma- and making a name for himself, but still not a big name. Oh yeah. Zach Thomas, AIW student. Wheeler Yuta on his way up making a name for himself. Alex Shelley, we mentioned him. Biggest, probably the biggest name on the card. Lee Moriarty, a guy making a name for himself. Um, in the four-way tag match, Bitcoin Boys, AIW students. Um, 40 Acres. Freaking AJ Gray is working on He might not have the standout 2019, but God, it's looking like 2020 is going to be really, really big for him. So, like, he's on his way up. PB Smooth still working on it. Oh, I, I always forget, you know, we have Colin Delaney. Yeah. Former WWE talent. Might not have been long, but still former WWE talent. Yeah, we completely uh, glossed over Colin and Cheech in that one. Yeah. Uh, Cheech, did indie veteran. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I can say about him. He's not necessarily on his way up, but he's an independent wrestling veteran. Bear Country, create a pro. Uh, Big Twan Talker, AIW student. Manders on his, like, trying to make a name for himself. We mentioned PME. And uh, Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham and Parker Pierce being AIW students. Eric Stevens, uh, you know, that's another veteran, but he also stepped away for a number of years, and he's he's making like a just a return comeback tour. So bigger name, definitely. And Matt Justice, a guy who's been around forever and not an AIW student, but Northeast Ohio talent. I, I put him in the same kind of pull that I do PME. We're granted like, PME are AIW students, but that's not where they got their start. Justice isn't an AIW student, but he got his start here in Northeast Ohio, uh, you know, JT Lightning. And then, you know, like we we mentioned, Trey, AIW student, Eddie Kingston being one of the bigger names. And, you know, Nick Gage, CZW uh, legend, Game Changer Wrestling, New Home. You know, he's made a name for himself. So, yeah, like your your top five are guys like Eric Stevens, Eddie Kingston, Alex Shelley, and Colin Delaney. So, yeah. I think I think it's great for to have shows like this. And if there's people that like don't want to come because like there's not that many like super indie names, you know, that's fine, but I don't know, like if you didn't show up to Girls Night Out before, like the last time that they had one was the only time Cleveland ever seen Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. And the moment the moment I seen her, I was like, She's got something. Yep. And I, I kinda like looked a little bit into her work and I saw like she was like doing promos on her own and she did whatever she could to kind of stand out. Now she's signed with WWE. Yeah, yeah. She was what in one of the early Tough Enoughs, too. And then, you know, she bounced out of that because of, you know, some kind of medical issue. And then she just, you know, she exploded on the indies. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that says a lot about her, too, as a person. So, I mean, it's basically the what could be said about the card. I, I love it. I love having shows this close to me. I love having the free parking. But all in all, great, great AIW show. And I'm, I'm looking forward to Hell on Earth. This is will be my eighth, wow, eight, eighth anniversary for my first AIW show. Kind of crazy how time flies. But anyway, um, yeah. any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Uh, no, good show. Uh, happy to be back. Um, it's nice to it's nice to get back on the old podcast horse every once in a while. Uh, we have Hell on Earth on the 29th. We have UXWA presents Animal House on the 30th. So that'll be fun. That's a partnering with the Northeast Ohio SPCA that's over in Parma um, for, uh, you know, their, I guess, in, get into their winter donation season, if you will. 
Um, we got a lot of good names on that card. Some we haven't announced yet. Veda Scott's going to be there. WCW's big veto. Uh, Virtue uh, tells me you have to announce him as WCW, WWE, Impact, ECW, Legend, Big Veto. But I don't do any of that stuff. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of fun things happening. We hope to see a lot of you out for that. Uh, in the future, we'll uh, we'll bombard you with more announcements and so forth. I'm on the Twitter machine, UXWA Rick. That's basically the only social media that I really frequent. Everybody's into the Instagram and stuff like that, but I'm I'm not so much. I'm 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 kind of an old man. So Veda Scott, never heard of her. Yeah, yeah, no, never, never, never. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to like that weekend, but having her at two two shows back to back after not being at an AIW show, not being in Cleveland since, well, I just talked about that, that last girls night out. That yeah, was she's it. She's been out of the country for a while too. So, Oh yeah. In and out, um, <clears throat> not in and out burgers, but, uh, cause she is a vegan, but, uh, in and out of the country, she's been like really, really busy. Like she's been, she's been on top of the world. I, I freaking love her as a, being, being a fan. And I think she's great. Um, anyway, I can be found at Heavyset330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestlingchairs, twitter.com slash wrestlingchairs, instagram.com slash wrestlingchairs, email, if you so choose, desirewrestlingchairs at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said before, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, wrestlingchairs.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Throw Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, The Road Home from Wrestling, Haunted Home Video, The Indie Cast, Center Stage, or technically now Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, UXWA Today, Big Gold Bell Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Stars, and Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Powerslam.tv, use Wrestling Cheers all one word and get your first month free, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Good Company, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you aren't worth the $100. Later. Sometimes you want to go away.